Welcome to the Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Priority Now is hosted by Carmen Halsey of the Illinois Baptist State Association. Hi, ladies, this is Carmen, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. This week, we have Kimberly Sal back with us because we all got so excited listening to her last week that we, we, we wanted her to come back and be able to unpack some of that methodology that she referenced for us. Um, that's a big word. And um, when we break it down, it's basically our process, how we do something. And so, Kimberly, go ahead and share with us the methodology that you use when you're preparing a Bible study because we know you're an author or when you're leading a small group. Okay. Now there's, there's, there's lots of different ways that this is effective, but I would like to share what I have found to, to be um, effective for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this, it makes Bible study preparation a lot less strenuous. Um, And so you might enjoy this um, leaders. (laughs) So, um, so when I've got, let's say 12 verses that we're going to study, it's my responsibility to, to make sure that I know those Bible verses inside and out, that without even reading them, I can kind of pretty much tell you what those 12 verses are about. OK, that's my responsibility of preparation with a lot of prayer. OK, and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write down what I think are some of the key things that I want to make sure come out during the session one way or another. I want to write down some of like maybe there's two or three questions i'm like man i really want to make sure that i ask these questions okay everybody hear me say questions that i want to make sure get asked okay and then there might be a few details that i think are really really important okay like um for instance the word clean might be in there so, you know, what does it really mean to cling to promises? I want to make sure that that comes out. So I'm going to be preparing by writing down some questions and keywords. So when we're, that's preparation. And so when we have methodology um, uh, in, in play, in real time, what does that look like? So we're going to read the scripture. We're going to read it straight out. And I'm going to and, and, and listen, this is not going to this is not going to be pretty the first one or two times that you do it. But you got to stick in there. OK, so because um, people aren't used to this and that's OK, because they're going to love it. I'm telling you, they're going to love it. So you're going to read the scripture. And then secondly, you're going to say, OK, without reading it again, let's start from the beginning. And I want us to go through and what was the, what were these verses about? Now, it is easier if you're telling a story from Scripture. It's a little bit harder to do this if you're looking at, let's say, an epistle or a psalm, but it's still very doable. Now, I personally let my folks look in the Bible, but I insist that they paraphrase. I don't want you to read it again. I want you to paraphrase because what's happening is already critical thinking. I am beginning to I am beginning to interpret what I'm what I'm reading. I'm putting it in a different word and I allow and encourage doesn't have to be one person to do all 12 verses. And so I may somebody may say, "Okay, somebody else's turn. You know, they did the first Mm -hmm. two. Somebody else's turn. Totally fine. Somebody else jumps in. They may do one verse. They may do the rest of it. And I also encourage the, the group to say, all right. Um, 
you know, if somebody says, all right, so then she walked into the temple and somebody might say, well, actually she and her sister walked in the temple. That's right. That's right. She and her sister walked into the temple because y'all details are critical. God is exactly perfect mm -hmm. in every way. If he put it in there, there must be a reason mm -hmm. for it. So we go through that. All right. And then we begin asking questions. My main responsibility, 90% of it, I'm going to say, is just to ask the right questions. I am guiding. I am not disseminating. I am guiding to the truth. Okay. And so I asked some general questions. Who are the people? What is the setting? Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, and so then we began to look at um, some, some specific questions. And then you might want to lean to some of the questions you've already had. But what I like to do is I like to say, what are you seeing happening here? And then please be quiet and, and let them think because they're, they have to think to answer that question, right? What do you see happening here? And then another question, what are some of the details of this story? And so when they say, well, she had to fill all of the pictures to the top. Why do you think, what, what's that about? What's that about? Let them discuss it. Um, and, and, and again, be quiet and let them think. Now, every once in a while, most of the time, once you get started in this method, most of the time, someone will eventually speak. And, and y'all, it might take 45 seconds. It is the most grueling 45 seconds of your life. But once one person talks, other people are going to be like, yeah, I was thinking that too. Or actually, I was kind of thinking this. There, Some of the best things happen after silence. Okay? Mm -hmm. But it's okay to occasionally in that hour of Bible study to say, Carmen, you got a look on your face. I want to know what you're thinking. Because our go-to on a, what we usually do, or, or I'm not, you know, most of us, okay, is we'll say, well, let me tell you what I was thinking. And again, we have fallen back in that pattern of, I am the disseminator of wisdom and knowledge. That doesn't mean, teacher, that you can't tell what you're thinking. That doesn't mean that. But you need to insert yourself where it matters to you most to the point that just is burning in your soul as a participant that you want to share, but you don't have to weigh in on every question. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so we go through the themes, we go through the details. We all, we ask ourselves what's happening here. It's important to say sometimes what's happening. And then to also say, what didn't happen? Is there anything that like, it really surprises you? that did it happen or is anybody is anybody surprised about what peter said i mean what would you have expected him to say but that he didn't say and then people would say well if i was there i probably would have said this look what just happened hmm. we inserted ourselves into the story so we feel it, we think it we're we're seeing it we're hearing it we're smelling it we're owning it. And that's what Jesus did when he was telling stories. He was helping people own it, walk the dusty streets. I'll tell you something really cool that happened about a story. Um, like, um, let's see, I, I, when I, lately I have been teaching adult, I have one adult Bible study, and then I have one youth Bible study that I'm doing, mostly youth. 
and I have a few parents in there too. Totally cool. Love it so much. It's so exciting. But we were going over the story of Jesus praying in the garden. And I asked them before we started in all the questions, I said, I want you to tell me what the picture is in your brain. You know, everybody gets a picture in their brain. You know that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, as they started individually telling me the picture that they had in their brain, it was so wrong. And um, I don't know who the painter is, but there's this famous painting that um, a lot of churches actually have it hanging on the wall where Jesus is praying at the rock. His hair looks flowing and beautiful with lots of volume. There is a halo around him and 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 he is looking calm and serene. And I believe that some of those those um, pictures that were incorrect was because of that. Some of it was because of Bible story picture books that they've seen as children or or maybe it was just their own imagination. But the Bible says that Jesus was um, had his face down to the ground and that that sweat um, that was uh, pouring out of him like blood. And so when we uh, started a, a removing what was incorrect that we had falsely inserted, we started inserting only what the Bible said. Only what was in, and they painted a whole new picture. And I feel like for the rest of their lives, they'll understand that story better than they ever mm. had before. Wow. Wow. And so at the end, I really am not doing justice to the process, but about, about one half to two thirds of the way in, I start asking any questions that nobody else has asked. Mm. I start um, pointing out any, any details that nobody else has pointed out. And I don't tell everybody what I think about it, but I ask the question and I, um, I, I, I just see where that goes. I like to spend the last 10 to 15 minutes asking questions about application. Now, what I do may be something that you have to work up to if you've never done this before. But what I like to do is my Bible study groups, I keep them small enough that I'm allowed to do this. I like to ask one takeaway question that I insist that everyone in the group answers and it's everybody's favorite time. I ask a question and it might simply be, what's your big takeaway? What, what are you going to do with this? Or it might be, who do you know you need to forgive this week? Or that's tough. I know it is, but that's being real and transparent and being changed by the Holy Spirit and having accountability, which is all biblical. Mm -hmm. Or it might be something like, okay, who are you in the story? Are you Peter or are you John and why? And every, I love to hear what everybody's going to say. Don't you think that my people in my life group love hearing it too? <laughs> and it makes us want to come back next week to live life together again. If it wasn't for COVID, I could see a workshop coming out of this. I could see us inviting some women in over a weekend, kind of like an intensive at one of our camps, something like that, you know, to go deeper. Actually, I have done, I have done at, at conferences before, I've done a breakout where actually the whole breakout was I taught a Bible story using this kind of methodology. And then I stopped with about 10 or 15 minutes to go to say, okay, tell me what that was like as a, as a participant. And so, you know, that's the best way to teach somebody how to do it is for them to experience it. But actually one time I did a long weekend retreat and I had to give five messages 
and there were I think about 250, 300 women in this room, but they sat at round tables. Mm -hmm. And so here's what I did. And I, and you could do this. Mm -hmm. Um, I did this methodology with 250 women, but I had them, I asked the questions and they had to discuss it at their tables with the women at their tables. Mm -hmm. And I had to recruit somebody from, well, and the, the person who was putting on the event did this, but they recruited one table leader just to facilitate the conversation and to kind of be that person that if the theology got off a little bit to be able to say, let's go back and look one more time. But it was incredible because even though there were 250 women in the room, they still wanted to answer the questions for mm -hmm. everyone. And so like we went through sort of a shorter time and then I, I, we had about 20 minutes where I went through the questions again, uh, not all of them, but some of mm -hmm. the more critical ones. And I, we passed around the microphone and they loved hearing what other tables came up with. And so that was actually sort of a massive way of letting mm -hmm. people experience that. Um, not as ideal, but still really doable. Sure. Yeah, that's good. Kimberly, I always learn when I'm around you. It doesn't even have to be a guided conversation and I learn something. So I am so grateful. Kimberly, I can't thank you enough for sharing that, for being with us today, sharing that. Um, friend, I want to keep the communication going because I don't know what to ask for because I'm thinking, which is hard for me to stay on track because there's, there's part of me that just wants to sit in a classroom with you to watch your style, to watch your methodology. Um, you know, to watch it play out. And I don't think that's just me. I think that's other, I think that's other teachers too. Um, and, and if this is true, ladies, what Kimberly's saying, imagine what this can do for you in your own discipleship pathway, but imagine what it could do in your local church also, because it would move all of us to that disciple maker position um, because it takes the pressure off of us. You know, it doesn't mean we, we, you know, you see the sovereignty of God. It doesn't mean that we don't take responsibility in it because there's a responsibility as, you know, we listen to how you prepare, you know, to, to, to lead these groups. But at the same time, um, like I had said before, it really positions the responsibility on the Holy Spirit, not on us to correct thinking or to be the expert and, and so forth. So, Kimberly, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, friend, I want to keep the conversation open because I'm just getting ideas of, of how we can invite women in and continue to, I don't know if training is the right word, but equip on this particular subject where we can get some hands-on experience. You know, now that our eyes have been open to it, maybe intrigued or we're thinking a little bit deeper, ways that we can actually come get more experience actually applying now this methodology. So thank you for sharing that with us and going a little bit deeper. Oh, it's my pleasure. I guess you could tell I'm a little bit excited about it, but it's just because it's so beautiful to see people growing in their understanding of God's word. And um, I know that everybody out there who's a teacher, you feel the exact same way. There is nothing more beautiful to see than to see people getting it, learning and being able to apply it to their own lives. And so I'm excited to see what God is going to do um, in the coming days. 
That's awesome. You know, I'm going to use that just to do a shout out to our teachers, you know, to within our Illinois Baptist women community. If you're listening to this, you know, share this with another teacher. I'm going to ask you guys to reach out to me. Will you just send me a text or drop me an email? Send us a message on our Facebook, something. Let me know where you're at and where you're serving, because this you've been trained this way. And, and I think I'm realizing that in my mind, you know, this, this is part of the way you're trained as a teacher. And if I've not been trained, you know, I've not been trained as an educator. That's just a light bulb moment that I'm having. You know, I, I can pull skills out of healthcare and share skills with you because they're core knowledge. And I don't even know that it's core knowledge to me anymore, but it is. And I'm realizing that here with our educators and, and ladies, if, if we can, if we can unleash that, if we can encourage you and unleash that and get you to pour into others, um, I just really think we could we could push back darkness here in Illinois just by wrapping our minds around this concept. So 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 I just encourage if you're a teacher and know somebody, share this podcast out with them. Just drop me a text and email. Let me know who you are, where you're at, where you're where you're serving. So Kimberly, thank you so much for being with us and, and good luck going back into the classroom. And I'm excited for your students. Thank you, Carmen. I appreciate that. Mm. All right, ladies, if you're not connected with us, be sure to connect. You can either go to our website at ibsa.org backslash women. You can follow us on our Facebook page at Illinois Baptist Women or on Instagram at Illinois Baptist Women. And we hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week on the Priority Now podcast. Thank you for listening to the Priority Now podcast. Please continue to join us on the journey to know Christ and make him known.